You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Sid Talk's drinking a tea in honor of our 104th episode, which is the big, big, big episode, right? I thought it would be, but I don't think you have anything prepared that's special or exciting. I'm going to play some party music right now. Uh, I'm going to go, woo, woo. Now, this is our two-year... We've reviewed 104 movies on this podcast, right? No, we've probably reviewed more than that, because sometimes there was more than one movie in a podcast, such as the Kevin Smith thing or... Correct. So we might have reviewed 120 movies for all I know, but 104... Podcast movies, yeah. And yeah, many more. And I've more. written hundreds more reviews. Yeah. Um, so let's remind everybody when we start. We forget, we don't do this very often. Who we are, in case someone's just listening today, you are Ascoli of Ascoli.com. Correct. A- 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 our website is Ascoli.com, movie review website. I am Ascoli. <laughs> and you are? I'm not really Ascoli. I'm not born with that name. And how, how, how are we associated with one another? Um, I have no idea. I don't know you. <laughs> Never seen you before. <laughs> That's probably true. Not knowing me truly deeply. Because you are my husband. Correct. And I am Sid Talk. C-I-D-T-A-L-K. I always spell it. It's like a habit. Interestingly enough. Sid <clears throat> I've Interestingly enough, I'll talk about this now. I've hosted this podcast at the same place, which is gcast.com. Oh, are you talking about it now? Yeah. Okay. I just said that. Which is gcast.com. <laughs> um, for 104 podcasts. Well, 103 podcasts, because this is 104. And today I logged in, as I normally do when I'm getting my podcast stuff prepared. And at the top of the page it says, gcast.com is not accepting podcast uploads from December the... No, from February the 10th onwards. So that left me with a dilemma. I was like, well, what the hell? Where do I put this podcast now, from now on? Now, you can always go to gcast and you'll be able to get the last 103 podcasts, no problem. They're always going to be there, apparently. But I can't upload any new ones from, well, anymore. Yeah. So now I'm actually going to switch where I host them all this week to our own domain, which is com. So we're going to host them on the domain. And that should be transparent to the listener, though, is one. Mm. I mean, So yes, why are you telling them? Well, there might be some... Um, <laughs> Just what, curious. What I was getting at is there might be some disruption this week while I work through the backlog of Aye. making everything link properly. So if you're going to the page to listen to older podcasts, they might not work at some point in the week, is what I'm saying. So, just but, but this one, hopefully you have it in your hands now, you're listening to it, and it came through the new... Because I did uh, have a couple of uh, complaints last week about when our... Somebody said to me, when our podcast is over an hour long, they only get the first 14 minutes of it. Now, that has to be a Gcast issue. Maybe something to do with the reason they're closing down. Or they, mm. But hopefully that fixes that issue. Anyway. Only one person has told you that? Uh, three people this week I've had emails from. Saying, mm. why, why, can it, why do we only get the first 14 minutes of the last podcast? And I thought, oh, crap, I bet I didn't upload it properly because I never checked it. I went and it was all there. I listened to the whole thing. So... It's got to be a server thing, right? Well, maybe they were all using the same kind of podcast. They're all using iTunes. Well, there you go. But that's let's blame iTunes. All, yeah, all iTunes does is download it. So Cut yeah, you let's off blame the knees. Anyway, uh, this is after the show number one hundred and four. Happy uh, birthday to us! Is it a birthday? Second year, beginning our third year. 
So today is Sunday, January the 10th, 2010. Ooh. 110-2010. Correct. This is 110-2010. We're broadcasting from the future. and this It isn't actually the 10th anymore, by the way. No, it's probably the 11th. It's the 11th. It's 1-1-2010. One, are... one, one, we are recording very late tonight. Correct. So, um, yeah, it's what, is, what time is it? It's 1-something a.m. Wow. Oh. One 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 twenty ten. The witching hour. <laughs> so, uh, and in that theme, we are reviewing the movie Jennifer's Body on Blu-ray disc this week. It's a two thousand and nine movie. A two thousand and nine Blu-ray. Uh, no, it's a two thousand and ten release. Right? Um, no, it's Tuesday. It came out on Tuesday, the 29th of December. Right. So it's almost a two thousand and ten release. Um, it's on Blu-ray. It's from our friends at Fox, and you're gonna tell us what this movie is about before we review it. All right. Oh, is this the format of the show? Correct. For anyone new? Okay, this is what happens first. We chit-chat, we introduce, and now I s- summarize And while you talk, I always drink to water. To the best of my ability. Sometimes I, I can't, and so... For this one, it is a... Some might call it a comedy horror, but I don't believe it's that funny. So I'm going to say it's a kind of a modern teenage horror-ish kind of flick. Jennifer's body is about two friends, two teenage girls. One is the popular, uh, as we would say, attractive one. And the other one is supposed to be the nerdy, less attractive. But, of course, they're both extremely attractive young ladies. Um, and you can see a little bit of difference in their relationship. And yet they pretty much cling to each other. BFF, for BFF, all that kind of stuff. Which I don't use that term myself, but I'm sure if I was a teenage girl, I would. Best friends forever since they were in the sandbox, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a dual thing. You've got a horror story going on because there's some demonic uh, transference happening with an independent band and the sexy girl. It sounds mental when you talk about and this And there's the um, friendship aspect between these girls who may, you know, maybe in their, this point of their life, they're not really friends anymore. They've grown out of each other. And then there is the actual... Kind of like, to me, the heart of the movie is this one young girl, the quote-unquote nerdier girl, and her relationship Mm. with a boy, and like a normal teenage kind of of coming-of-age sexuality, all that kind of stuff. So it's a combination. And I'm going to say right now, before I say anything else, I was completely not looking forward to this movie. 100% not looking forward to it. Based on nothing. Like, based on the but, fact that it was using, Megan Fox. Using your um, Ryan from The Office technique. Yes, exactly. I don't, I'm <laughs> no. not a fan of Megan Fox, only because I'm not a fan of her from Transformers. I've seen her in nothing else. I just always felt she was real... She's been in nothing Empty, else. nothing, nothing, right? Um, I don't have a penis, so I have nothing to arouse me when or to become aroused when I look at her. Therefore, there was nothing. It's just nothingness. I'm going to stand right now and say I loved it. I'm not saying she's brilliant or anything, and we'll get to the cast later. I'm just saying I really loved the story and the movie. Are we on to the movie now? We're on to the movie, because right, I to, think that's my summary. <laughs> on to the movie, my thing was, this is th- these are some of the things I was Ooh, thinking smell of. smell the onions cooking. I was thinking of this, we're on a movie, I know that. All right. <laughs> I was thinking of, um, this. these are a couple of things that occurred to me watching the movie. One, I feel really old when I watch this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on, that, that's number one. Number two... Do teenagers really talk like that? Do they make words up yeah, all the yeah, time? Totally. And I'll reference that when you're done. And and on a on a sub note to two, 
how does Diablo Cody know that? She's like a middle-aged woman. Three, I think Megan Fox is hot. Uh, Hold on, I'm shocked. <laughs> oh, wait, you do have a penis. There you go. Uh, four, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. I mean, it's what did not... You expect? Did you have any idea? I expected Megan Fox looking really hot. You know, lots of slow motion shots of her, like, licking her lips and shit. <laughs> I didn't expect... I didn't expect what it was I didn't expect any of. I, it was something else in my mind. Because I I, I've not really seen anything about it. i just seen that cover, you know? And yes, she's kind of got an evil-looking mm. thing. But the main thing was, you know, I'm not a teenager. I don't... I don't relate to teenagers in any way, really. I mean, my teenage life was nothing like this teenage life that I see here. In America, you mean? Yeah, nothing like an American teenage life and nothing like a modern-day teenage life like this. Modern day is not any different than old school. It's all the same no, stuff. No, maybe yeah, language more, and No, no. I'll, and get, I'll, and I'll tell you, when you watch movies like Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, etc., that came out when I was a teenager, obviously, and you start hearing, you know, the teenagers in there... Their speak is of our time. Neo Maxi zoomed weeby when he says that. Yeah, and make it's up that all kinds stuff, of weird shit. The only reason we, we don't repel from that is because we lived it. Mm. We were there when we were making up crazy words in our day. Mm-hmm. Just like the people in the 60s were teenagers making up shit like groovy and far out and awesome men and calling people man, hey man, yo man. You know what I'm saying? So It's the same thing, really. Yeah, so we're just not in... We don't have teenage children or anything to be really familiar with no. the vernacular. i got to take this one earring out because it's... But what, but what is good about this movie, and it's no masterpiece by any means. I'm not I'm not saying this is like oh, no, a, no. on a masterpiece kind of level. But it's actually fun all the time. And, you know, everybody in it is good. You know, if you're a horror fan, there's some good horror to be had. There's, there's actually some moments where I was like, oh, really? Jeez. You know, like, it, was, it yeah. was quite... You crank your neck back going... I mean, it's not yikes. a gory movie, but it's... It's got I mean, moments of gore. Yeah, it has, yeah. And, um, you know, knockbacks to old horror movies and... But then this kind of... There was some parts of it, the beginning in particular, where I got, like, a Twin Peaks kind of weird vibe from the whole thing. Like, it was like... You know, this weird place where it's set. Hmm. This Well, it's not a weird place. It's an ordinary place. But there's something a bit off-kilter to everything. And that's what I liked about it. Because it wasn't... I'll tell you the scene that did that to you. The fire. Yeah. Because while that's happening, and then this is happening in yeah. the foreground, it's completely disconnected. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell are you... What, are you not... You're not reacting to that. And yeah, it's, it's like, like a Twin Peaks moment. And then you're thinking, is that a dream? Is she fantasizing? Yeah, is that exactly. even happening? That's the moment when you're like, oh, what am and I the, into? What am I in for? The here? other thing was like when they were introducing you to the place, the town. What was the town called again? Devil's Cavern? A bucket? Or <laughs> Devil's Bucket? <laughs> no. Something. Devil's... Anyway, they were showing you at the beginning that there's this like kind of weird waterfall with like a... Whirlpool. Whirlpool that you can throw things down and they... Don't know where it goes. Don't know where it goes. They don't know how deep it is. And then it had these, like, government people tipping balls down it to kind of, like, showing you that people, you know, they're trying to figure it out. That kind of had a... That immediately puts you... It's almost like a um, red herring kind of Plus the name of the town is called Devil's Falls. There's a lot of this weird... The setup to me was like, oh, I don't don't know where this is going. Exactly, because I had no idea anything... 
of any nature other than just some maybe bitchy gore. You know, with the hot teenage girl yeah. and, like, there's some blood on the cover and I'm thinking, oh, whatever. Yeah, like, and, you know, it could have been, like, an ordinary, um, you know, you've seen a billion of them. Like, teenagers in trouble, something's going to get them, mm-hmm. they walk, they're creeping through a house, they're stabbing people. It could have been that. But it really isn't that no, at all. It's it's kind com- of, no, it's, and I don't to know me, if it's, it's not original, original, but it's got a, a new vibe that I actually I think, found as you go through it with the combination of the different things going on, it felt newish to me. Not a hundred percent. I don't want to say hundred percent all the time, but it didn't feel old, like retreading. It no, it wasn't like a cookie cutter. Movie. And I think a lot of it's down to her writing because it's it's not great, in my opinion, the writing. No, because you know. But there again, I don't know how kids talk to each other because I don't talk to teenagers very much. So they probably do talk like that to each other, but it's... And Juno was the same, actually. Remember, though. That. She said she gets lots of notes from the studio. So maybe in her... And she's cha- it changed a lot from her original script to what it came to. Right. And the suits are always telling her what to do. Therefore, you might get a lot of that input. Like, she's made... You know what I mean? Maybe she's not in touch. Make it cooler. Or, I don't yeah. Know. But, like, Juno had a lot of... Uh, she said a lot of odd things where I turned to you and said, I don't even know what that means when right. she said it. Like, But then those things become catchphrases that kids end up saying for years and years to come, you know. So, I don't... This one, I felt like there was too many of them. Maybe they, maybe she was just throwing them out there to try and get one of them to stick with people. You know, like, there was... No, so, those are all things I've heard. Almost everything. Have you ever still, heard? No, I've see, heard I, a lot of those, yeah. Yeah, I'd heard, like, pl- have you got... Yeah. Because you look like you need plug-in or whatever. I'd heard that before. On the plug. Yeah. But there's... <laughs> there was a lot of things, you know, like the jello thing. and mm-hmm. the, There's a lot of that. Which kind of, I don't know if it bothers me. It just feels kind of odd, um, but then it's not. I, don't, I hate to break this to you, but you're forty. That's what I'm said at the beginning. Yeah, you're. Uh, that's yeah. why it bugs you. Yeah, it just. But we have our own language too, and we use terms that people twenty years older than us think. You know, ugh, how like it's like you're dummied down because you're using the the common cultural words, made up words, and shit like that, right? Whereas somebody 20 years older than me doesn't identify, but they've got their own, and the people yeah, yeah. before them have their own, you know. So, you know, that dialogue to me sounds kind of um, alien trying or wrong. Trying too hard, yeah. Yeah, trying too hard, when it probably isn't, it's just me. Like That's why I said it makes me feel old, this movie. And she wanted to mix that those moments of tension and horror, horrific stuff yeah. with like the levity. Funny stuff. So if like. you're looking at someone with blood and guts hanging out of their teeth and then she says something something gnarly see that's from the 80s yeah, gnarly totally. dude totally gnarly. surface <laughs> that's totally gnarly dude uh-huh. then it like it's like it's unreal to hear that come out of that mouth yeah and it just seems like oh god that's funny and uncomfortable at the same time so i know what you're saying though it can kind of bring you down a little as you're watching that it. was the only thing that kind of got me because like ev- everything uh- when I said it wasn't, but I felt like a lot of these movies. I felt the first two thirds were better than the last third. Oh, I disagree. See, that was another feeling for me. Um, there's some deleted scenes that actually improve the experience in mm. this on this, but um, uh, we, there's an unrated and a. Uh, I mean, there's a extended and a theatrical, and we watch the extended, but then it's extended again if you watch these deleted scenes because they're real. Mm-hmm. full finished deleted scenes to actually improve it on it again like I don't, I don't know why those weren't thrown into an extended cut but probably just time um, I 
and I don't know what we watched the extended cut. I don't know what was the extended parts, but I think you there was a there was an excessive gore part where yeah. you probably you know. Although they did show that in one of the extras, so maybe that wasn't what was extended. It doesn't say unrated. It's just extended. It says unrated on her belly. There, look. Right. So I don't know. Hmm. Don't know what is. It says unrated on her belly. Yeah, Megan like it's Fox on the cover. Carved into her belly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I didn't know what to expect. I totally got something I was not expecting. It, I had a good time. Yeah, I, I had, had a really good time. It was fun, time. and that was the thing. You know, when we was talking about the other day, I, the, I, there's a reviewer that I watch on YouTube that I kind of respect with movie stuff, and he seems to have the same kind of taste as me, and he was doing his top ten movies of the decade, and he was saying, there will be blood, um, no country for old men, and I was totally with him. <laughs> and, you know, it, and he was, like, unbreakable, and I was like, yeah, this is, like, these are the... I can remember all these. These were good movies. And then it gets to number one, and it's, and it's Trick or Treat. Now, the reason I bring that up is that <laughs> that has gone down to be, like, one of the... People think it's, like, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it sucked, in um, my opinion. Yeah, I think it absolutely was terrible. Um, but people love it. And now, gen- that was the opposite situation. We were looking forward to that. Like, yeah, oh, this like looks this really good. Be cool. and this oh, well, I'd heard, the, I'd heard the stuff about yeah, people Hollywood, saying it was good. I mean, it's a new horror movie, a new you know, like a trick-or-treat, and maybe it's going to be a good kind of like Halloween kind of movie, a new one to watch every year at Halloween. Looking forward to it. Expectations are there. And then it was like, I was actually thinking during that, what the? This yeah, is was. like, I don't even, this is like, uh, and then this one was the opposite. I actually absolutely thought, oh my God, well, we remember, do I have to We remember last one? week's podcast when you was like, oh, why are we reviewing that one? <laughs> and I loved it. So, you know, I'm, admit, I'm admitting it. And I, I said to you, don't say anything before you see it. Well, I'll say it because I think that's part of a movie experience almost is the what yeah, you but think of it. But and then how you remember it. But you, when you dismiss something, like like the guy from The Office, it's based on nothing. I don't dismiss him. I still watch him. Yeah, but it's based on nothing. I didn't refuse to watch it. Now, that would have been dismissing it completely. Yes. Now, you dismiss a lot of movies because you pass them on to your other reviewer because you think, ugh. I've well, I, I, do, I do know that I, there's certain movies like... And G- this seemed like one of those to me. No, to me this seemed like I'm. I, I'm always game for a horror movie. I, I do. I actually like that me genre. Too. You know, Drag Me to Hell was one of my favorites of last year. Um, this has a Drag Me to Hell kind of. It's you know. a good mixture of a bit of reality because you've got the, the girl's friendship yeah. and you've got the the. Girl with the glasses, of course, is what we do to the girl who's yeah, not supposed to be so hot. But she's actually really and hot anyway. And she's absolutely fantastic, and her character's really good, and the progression that she takes through finding out this and that and trying to figure out what's going on, she's fantastic. I mean, her character is awesome, and the boyfriend is awesome, and the mothers are both awesome. You know, it's all, like, grounded in a, a bit enough. But then he's so got that, these high yeah, fantasy yeah, elements got, like, where you're... Or, um, caricatures of things. Yeah. And some odd scenes where you're kind of like, okay, I'm just going to go with this. Yeah, 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 you know, totally. For instance, the band. Yeah, yeah. You mean the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, totally. That part, I was But kinda, you had to have that or you wouldn't have... Yeah, else. and I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, this is a bit... But I get this world now. Like, I understand what, what they're right, trying to get Right, because I've here. seen the result yeah. of what they did. And now I have to just believe that's how it happened. Yeah, so not what I expected, but better than. Because I'd really expected, what you like, vanilla kind of, here's another 
Slasher yeah. flick. Slasher yeah. flick. Like a, There's a gang of uh, boring, two-dimensional teenagers who are about to get slashed and hacked by yeah, apparently that, the girl like, from the cover. Like the Friday the 13th <laughs> remake. Yeah. Like, and while, you know, I liked that one too, well, but I knew what it was. Yeah. I you went knew, in with eyes They were open. boring and stereotypical, yes. all of them. Like, and you didn't give a shit if they died or not. And a person who was 45, 40, 40, 40 years old when the original Friday the 13th came out probably rolled their eyes and was like, what is this crap? Why do yeah. these young people think this hack and slash is so good? So, you know, I'm trying to not let my aging in my brain take over those feelings the funness that comes with this sort of like this is kind of stuff you don't like if you're watching juno a girl gets pregnant there's teenage world there's parents there's drama there's comedy it's all grounded in reality you can go with it completely right you can appreciate it when you're watching this kind of stuff you have to click a few little knobs in your brain and say this is just for fun now trick or treat I still can't get there. <laughs> maybe if I watch it again, I'll crank a few more knobs maybe in my brain and go like, oh, okay, maybe I'll get really drunk for the first time in about I can't 20 see. years. Trick or treat is not. Maybe if we watch it again, we'll. No, we'll it's not going to work. It, it's, it, it doesn't work the first time. It's. I mean, if you look at it, it doesn't. To me, it's not good. And this is like. You know, this is like the Godfather compared. Oh my God, this is yeah. so. This I would go on. A, if I had to make a list of, you know. In this year coming up, if we're going to cat... Like, I'm thinking I might do a genre list. Like, my favorite horror movie of the year. Maybe drama. Like, this would... I mean, what is this? January 11th. This yeah, is the top of the list. This is the only one you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, it's going to stick with me. It's memorable. It's a good experience. Thinking about it is a good experience. I think the themes of it, as a girl, woman, person, I completely identify. I'm not the sexy, popular girl, by the way. In case anyone had any delusions. And neither am I. And you will never completely identify with that theme. And it's written by a woman, directed by a woman. It's about two girls who are friends. And I complete. Maybe that's another reason why I was totally into it. See, and I obviously I get don't it. get that, but I do get what she was getting at. Yeah, because there's a friendship here based on the girl with the glasses whose nickname is Needy. Yep. N E E D Y. So she's the needy one. Then she's got the hot girlfriend whose name is Jennifer Check. I'm not sure what the check is. Kind of, it's got to mean something, doesn't it? Kind of funny. Hmm. And so the, the the idea is, oh, this nerdy girl needs to be associated with this hot chick to be you know value herself. Like, oh, look, I have a hot friend. But then you mix in there this thing where you start looking at that hot, sexy friend and how she's actually more needy mm-hmm. than you are, me speaking from myself, and that they are quite empty and it's hard to resolve yourself with that because you want to love the parts of that person that you know are a decent, normal human being. And yet, because they live all on the surface of who they are and everyone, you're never going to identify with this. But when you're with someone who is a, quote unquote, attractive female, you are dog shit compared to them. Hmm. You are. No matter what you do, no matter how smart you are or how clever you think you are, you are nothing. You will always, the attention will always be on that person. And in this little relationship here, the girl with the glasses is starting to see, like, I am I am actually mean nothing to her, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to sever that relationship. I mean, 
I know that's what she was writing, and maybe as a dude you don't see it, but I mean, that's another reason why I was really into it. No, I did know it. I, I'm, I mean, you could tell yeah, the yeah. vibe of the two girls. It was where she would look at her sometimes, like I don't even what I don't. You're better than this. That's what you want to say to a girl who totally lives on the fact that her tits are perky and her makeup is perfect and she has no zits, and that's how she survives in the world. And you want to say, that's not all there is to you. You're better than this. And then when your friend turns out to not be great, you have to sort of accept that and walk away. So let's um, go on to the cast of this uh, movie, Jennifer's Body. Um, Jennifer's Body is played <laughs> by <laughs> Megan's body. Um, so that's Megan Fox as Jennifer Check. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know her from Transformers. Michael Bay has a um, way of filming her in extreme poses, and uh, mm. she's usually bent over. Or, it makes know. you want to shake her and say, you're better than this. Yeah. Yeah, because she actually is. Because yeah. like, this, she doesn't really do much in Transformers. Neither of them. She runs and she goes, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the size of it. In this, she actually flexes herself a bit. As I'm not, I'm not saying she's an award-winning actress. No, no, no. It's not brilliant, but I'm no. telling you, I was. But there are. I, be- I believe that character. I mean, the, yes. the vulnerability shows for sure. Like there's, this is this not just the scene that's mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I know what you there's mean. There's scenes where you think, you know, this is a girl who seems together on the outside, walking down the hallways in the school, and everybody's. She's a favourite and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think she's together. And I can... Even without her doing anything, I can sense that. Because in real life, Megan Fox is that girl. Yeah, I mean, she's And there's she's got like, to be a hidden... That's what I'm saying. When you're when you're friends with someone who's who the world values because they're cuter and they've always got the hairdo and they've always got the tan and they've always got the white teeth and they're always wearing the perfect jewellery and their nails are done and they're skinny and they're fashionable and the world only values them because of that. It doesn't matter if they're bitchy. It doesn't matter if they're stupid as a rock, right? But you know them as your friend and you've had moments sitting on the edge of your bed and laughing and talking and you've had conversations with them about movies and boys and whatever and you know there's a real person in there but they don't show that to anybody else and the instant that someone else comes along they will ditch you. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, 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 I've got to go be with these people who value me because of how I look. And when they're done with me, I'll come back to you. And I think she's probably experienced that in life. And the way Diablo Cody wanted her to be was that girl. And she did it just fine. I mean, I'd like to see her in something else now. And I couldn't have said that before. Yeah, I I mean, I I believe her next um, movie is like some kind of dramatic role, which is not not a horror or anything, like an actual dramatic Mm. role. So it'd be interesting to see how she does. Um, obviously, she's freaking hot. Like, she's the see. You'd, yeah, you do it too, just like everybody. No, else. I mean she is. Like, I feel, I find her extremely beautiful. Not only she, I, th- I think she is. Like, she she's a little bit too skinny. Like, like it's like she's really bony. Like in, in in Transformers, especially, but in this one, you know. But see, there you're valuing her based on her looks again. You're, no, I'm you're not. Deter- you're making a about- determination about her based on her looks first, and now that she can act too, well, I guess she's okay. Because well, I already got a boner for her because she looks hot. Now there's some more I can like about her. I'm I'm glad that she's not just a hot. Is what I'm saying. Like, cause in but this, it'd be perfectly fine. What if she was just yeah? Hot if she and didn't open her mouth idiot. in movies, is what I'm saying. If she was like, oh, let me just take a moment. I'm saying if she was really a bad actress, I understand. <clears throat> I wouldn't want to watch her. Would I? You would want to watch her. You just wouldn't want to listen. Wouldn't to want her. to listen to her. So there, you're just one of. Them. But I, no, I think she was really good in this movie, though. I think. Um, 
Good for what the character was. Yeah, good. Because this, uh, like I said, I've, I've tried to stress this, it's no masterpiece and it's not high yeah. art. I feel like some of her best moments were with her and her friend when they were happy together or when there was a little moment. And they she was actually, it was kind of like she let her guard down from needing to be Megan Fox, sexy girl. But then with the boys, because her character was supposed to be that sort of, you know, inviting, sexy, hot thing... She kind of cranked that up, and then she turned plastic again. Where she didn't like just being a little more. Yeah. So I'm hoping, and I'm totally looking forward now. You tell me what movie she's in next. I'll watch it. And then we've got Amanda Seyfried as Needy Lesnicky. Fantastic. Um, she's the girl from Mean Girls. She's absolutely um, fantastic. We've seen her in other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really liked. Her. I think she. Let me see what else she's in. You talk about her. I think. That she obviously, I mean, you would think Megan Fox is the only person on the box on this movie, but I think she upstages her in every way. Oh, and oh, totally, completely upstages her because she's really good. Yeah, but you know, I, I can do without the put glasses on a hot chick to make her look <laughs> yeah. less hot. Um, because she's awesome. And yeah, she's awesome. it's not like she's an ugly looking but chick. She's connect. She's like connected constantly with what she's doing and what she's thinking and the people she's talking to. Every minute, it's like she's really in it. Yeah. I love that. Um, what is she in? She's Oh, she's the daughter in Big Love. Correct. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Totally and she's really that. good in that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Chloe, Boogie Woogie, American Dad, she does a voice, Official Selection, don't own any of these. Mama Mia, the movie. Um, Solstice. Uh, talk to us the mic, you're not, you're not being picked up. Okay. Alpha Dog. I don't remember. Oh yeah, that. she wasn't. She was the girl in Alpha Dog. Was she? The one who gets kidnapped. Oh. Yeah, she was. Uh, it wasn't a girl. It was a boy who got kidnapped. She gets put in the back of a van. No, it was a boy who they kidnapped. Oh, they keep her. Maybe she's the sister of somebody. They keep her. She's in the house with them. Yeah, but she's not the one that got kidnapped. That was right. a boy. Um, so she's been in lots of stuff in her young years. Mean Girls, obviously. She was on All My Children and As the World Turns, two American soap operas. Right. How old is she? 1985 she was born. So, yeah, she's good in this. Um, she's, she's to me, totally runs the show. And then, and then next, a person who keeps cropping up, J.K. Simmons. He was in <laughs> Extract, the last movie we watched. Uh, the last one we saw him in. He wasn't much in this. He though. was in Juno. Let's be honest. I really, I, you know what? Like, as soon as he came on the, on the screen and he started saying what he was saying, that first, them first few lines, I thought to myself, I want to see his movie. Not J.K. Simmons' movie. That, that t- when he said, I've seen some shit, and then he ended up having a... Oh, right. I wanted to know what he'd done. Because he said, I know you're all going through some shit, kids, but I've seen some shit. Right, right. And, and then he, he has, pulled out his like, hook prosthetic hook arm. Yeah. And I was like... I want to know what that guy is up to, like, because he's, <laughs> he's a teacher who's seen some shit. Now, and, that's an interesting, lost. you should yeah. send a, what's your face? I know. Yeah, like, I, I wanted his movie. I was like, <laughs> I hope you learn more about him, but we don't, so. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, it's not he's a massive insane. role. But, but he's good. Yeah, he's just keep, well, he's got a bad wig in this one, but he crops up. But that's funny. That's yeah, funny as funny, hell. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then last I put Johnny Simmons as Chip Dove, who is the. Boyfriend. Boyfriend yeah. of, um, Amanda C. Yeah, and. I'm, He's really good. Yeah, I, mean, I think nice most of the people were good, you know. I feel like everybody was. Yeah, I actually, I like the goth guy. I liked the goth friends at the... That was kind of lame, but, you know. Even the band. There's a band. Yeah. Uh, Lance Henriksen is a cameo there. 
Yes. Lance Henriksen from Alien. Uh, Alien. He shows up for a brief stint. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. I just, I like see, I like him. So. <laughs> I or or uh, what's the name of the show he was on? Um, Chris Carter's X-Files uh, Millennium. Millennium. Um, so yeah, uh, there are more people in it. Diablo Cody actually makes a uh, cameo. For, she doesn't talk. No, you just see her face. I, and I noticed her immediately. I hope, there she is. Um, so... The, I this, think nobody let it down, to be honest. No, they didn't at all. And now this was directed by a female director, Karen Kasama. Now she also directed Girl Fight, which is the Michelle Rodriguez that I believe was nominated for Oscars or something. It, mm-hmm. it was real high in the awards. Um, I've still never seen it. Me either. Um, and she also directed, she's only done two movies before this, Aeon Flux, which was uh, right, yeah. Charlize Theron, which I kind of enjoyed... But also felt let down by it at yeah. the same time. I think I'd watch it again though, just to see. Maybe sometime punk it in up here and watch it and just. I see. do remember kind the of. The story's like kind it. of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I did like the MTV cartoon of Aeon Flux, so I had an expectation which wasn't right. met by it. It looked so. weird. It had that weird Vaseline look like. No, know? that was that. No, Mil- it did. Oh, was it? I think so. That oh no, you're Mil- right. Yeah, one. you're right. I can't even remember what that one was called. Where she, it was kind of cartoonish, but not, and yeah. she's fighting. Yeah, Aeon Flux was okay. Aeon Flux was, yeah, where they were, Something was wrong with everybody, but they couldn't could figure jump, out what it was. I just remember that action scene in, like, a garden, and she was jumping real high. And right. Trying to avoid these laser turrets that were firing at them. It was an interesting movie. So, I think this director did a really good job of this movie, because it looks really good. Like, it looks awesome. Like, it's real... I don't know what the budget was, but it looks high budget. Like, but there again, it seems low budget. Yeah, because your scenes are in a high school... Um, I mean, it's not it, in a in a in a bedroom um, in the woods, you know. So you're not yeah, got any no. like, big elaborate things. The pool is the most awesome one, and even like the gore effects and stuff. They're, I think they're actually pretty well. Yeah, done. they're really gory, but also like down subdued. Like yeah. they don't they don't use them as the this the movie's all about effects. They don't do that. Yeah, it's like a little snippet of except for the one this. That yeah, was but gross. even that was that was like, gross. Yeah. That's really gross. But, like, you know, when these parts happen, they're real brief and, like, just enough of it to not get bored with it. Enough of know. it to go, Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty... Maybe that's why it feels more real, because you're not, like, getting blood dumped over your head, like, in, you know, some movies, where all of a sudden you cross that line between believability. Right. Not that I'm believing this, but I'm saying, if it's a over-the-top gore movie where guts and shit's flying everywhere... You cross that line of, oh, now I'm in, like, a horror movie. It's interesting. If you take the horror out of this movie, Jennifer's body... The actual blood stuff. No, take the the horror element out completely. Right? That thing doesn't happen. Yeah. Right, the horror. It actually works without that also because of the relationship between... I agree. ...and the boys. I agree completely. Like, I don't... I think it would work without it. Yeah. And be an interest... The way it's written and the way the act... The way the scenes are played, I think, would work without any of it. I'm not saying it shouldn't be in there. Ah, but take out that friendship and it wouldn't work. No, the friendship's what it's about. Yeah. So the horror is just secondary to the friendship, in my opinion. Some I guess people... you could say it's the, it's like the analogy of what's going on in their lives. Like, you know, yeah. ripping apart at your heart because your and obviously it makes friendship things, is changing. It makes things more visually exciting or whatever. But as a drama without the horror part. Just the relationship of the girls and how they're kind of ripping at each other mm. over boys 
and over growing up would work, I think. So, you know, but there again, it's not that. Yeah. But it would work. That's that what way. Mean Girls was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to say that's what Juno was, but no. I mean, Juno's a different thing, but no, it's not, because it's it about It had some elements up. of that, too, where she's not the Miss Popular or whatever. You yeah. Know, had a little bit of that. Um, so, DVD extras, or Blu-ray extras in this case. This is from Fox. Megan Fox sent it to us personally. Which I was... Which was funny that I was saying Megan Fox is in a Fox movie. Um... I'm not sure how funny that is. <laughs> I don't seem to remember ever wearing that outfit in the movie, do you? What is it? Nope. I no. think it's glue. I think it's painted on. Yeah, almost. Um, so, uh, it's a two-disc Blu-ray edition. One's the digital copy. I like these discs. They're actually kind of pretty cool. Um, there are pictures you're, of Megan Fox. You're easily titillated. Yeah, but I just think they look kind of retro in some way. Like like a, like a cheap B-movie or something. Mm. Um, so that you get a digital copy on one disc, and you get it's the Blu-ray disc on the, the other. Distance, she looks like Phoebe Cates. Yeah, a little Which bit. is very retro for us. So um, the movie comes with the theatrical version and the unrated version of the film, it says here. But on the actual disc itself, it says theatrical or extended version. Yeah. So we watch the unrated version anyway. Extended. Extended, unrated. <laughs> um, unrated, extended. Yeah, and on the back it says unrated and theatrical. Anyway, it's got an audio commentary on the theatrical version with the director and Diablo Cody, the writer. And then on the unrated version it has a a separate audio commentary with just the director lady. So you can understand what the differences are and, you know, get a totally different... Well, you can watch it twice with two different... Um, Oh, one one point. This is another one of these uh, cases. (laughs) I just felt that it was really flimsy. Um, it, these new Blu-ray cases that are saving the planet, apparently. Don't mock them. They feel all... Listen to you. They sound really snotty. So what if they use less plastic? Get over it. They should <laughs> just give you a little paper sleeve. Or nothing. Well, I think There should, should be no more discs. They should knock a dollar off. Everything should be downloaded. Um, and then there's... Deleted scenes, which are actually... knock a dollar off. Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably like less. a half a cent worth of plastic... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. And let's see how many times you're going to handle that box. Once, you're going to put it on the shelf and never touch it again. I'm handling Jennifer's butt. <laughs> okay, so we've got um, deleted scenes, which are actually pretty good on this disc. Very good. They're finished deleted scenes. They're in high def. They've got the music added. They're, they could go back in the movie. But remind. But remember, they start as deleted scenes. No, that's something else. Oh, that's the gag reel. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So the delete, deleted scenes are actually really good. There's one deleted scene in particular, I won't spoil, that I actually felt should have been in the film. Mm. Um, and they're all finished music the whole lot. I mean, if you were a skillful editor, you could probably put them back somehow. Um, then there is uh, Jennifer's Body, The Deadpool, which is like a making of of one particular scene, mm-hmm. the pool. Um, it's pretty good. You Very get to good. see how the special effects are done. You get to see interview with the guy who did the special effects for what we think is American Wolf in London or Evil Dead. Evil Dead. It was Evil Dead. Army of Darkness. Because the guy from London, he looked a little more stylish or something. Right. He had super gray hair. So yeah, you see this guy doing the... <laughs> was Evil Dead. Doing the, uh, the nasty, effects yeah. and stuff. Um and you get to see some interesting... Because yeah, they one. had to sit in this pool. And it's only like 25 minutes, 30 minutes? Yeah, something like that. It's in high def. Um, and then there's 
cast and um, cast and filmmakers behind the scenes video diaries. Mm-hmm. So there's like these, Those are good. you know, you know what a video diary is. They're pretty brief. They're not like extended or anything. That, you know, but you get one from Diablo Cody, one from Amanda Seyfried, one from Jennifer Jennifer Fox. I was going to say Megan Fox and the guy mm-hmm. um, Johnny Simmons. Um, and one from one of the producers, I think. Uh, so you get those. Uh, you get a gag reel, which is an interesting thing, because it, it starts off as a gag reel, like you said earlier, and then turns into a music video, and then turns into a... Well, it's a montage with the music over the top. Yeah. It's not a music video. It's not always a gag reel, though, is what I'm right. saying. Right. They start out with gags, and or people making mistakes, and then it sort of just goes into some of the... Probably what they would say are the more dynamic shots from the movie, and then some behind the scenes, and then some of the band playing some... The crazy, boring song. <laughs> and then there's Megan Fox's Hot, which is like... <laughs> Seven clips. It's like clips of Megan Fox wet, wearing skimpy <laughs> outfits. Um, kissing a girl. Kissing a girl to music. That's what it is. If and that's you, it. I liked it. You probably didn't. Oh my god. Um, Why did I ever marry a man? Why did I marry two men in my life? <laughs> I just don't get that. I, I, I kind of do get it, but... And... Trailers and that's it, really. I wonder what it's like to be valued for what you look like. I mean, people think you're important because you look a certain way. I can't even imagine what that's like. It says she's even hotter. Yeah, but you're one of those people who think it, so explain it to me. It says on the back, she's even hotter on Blu-ray. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So, um, yeah, that's it for extras. Which is actually it doesn't sound like a lot, but I think with the two commentaries yeah. on both versions of the movie, I mean, you and know, we didn't even listen to the commentaries, and it felt like. Because the little diaries are pretty long. The making of thing is pretty long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You, it's a nice looking Blu-ray. Actually, really good audio, I, I, I thought. There's some interesting... Especially the fire scene. Yeah, yeah. Which I won't say where there is a fire. Yeah. But there was stuff going on. Yeah, stuff going on <laughs> in the back of the room that I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, I'm surrounded. Um, so, yeah. It's a... I probably would never have bought this movie or even watched it. Never. And I mean, I, yeah, I do like. It makes me but wonder. I, about, I get the feeling it wasn't going to be that good, but makes it me was wonder actually. Good. What all the movies I've missed because of my snotty, judgmental attitude. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because you dismiss a lot of movies too, so yeah, don't act like I dismissed G Force about the hamsters in the. I ball. can't argue with that one, but what if it's brilliant? It could be. I mean, it is Jerry That's Bruckheimer. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I've seen a Jerry Bruckheimer movie that I did not like, which was Coyote Ugly, so I'm going to go with that. It's probably in that category. But we don't know that. No. See? We're being snotty, because we have no idea. So, uh, in conclusion, uh, I actually really enjoyed Jennifer's Body. It's not a masterpiece, but... <laughs> what? I actually really enjoyed Jennifer's Body. <laughs> it's not a masterpiece, but, you know... And I actually really enjoyed her body. Um, but it's not a masterpiece, but it's really fun. It like, fun. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the dialogue did get in the way a little bit for me, but not The dialogue not too you're much. talking about isn't the dialogue the serious dialogue. You're talking about the little, um, the cultural... Yeah, yeah. The kids' culture, like, using funny words and little phrases for shit. Not the actual dialogue. No, no. Next, not like, not like, it's not like George Lucas yeah, dialogue. Yeah, you're talking about no. the cool words and shit yeah, that yeah. gets sunny. And shit. <laughs> the cool words and shit city that's what you just said I so, reckon so uh, yeah I uh, recommend it um, 
Jennifer's body. Don't let kids watch it. It's gory and nasty. So don't. Yeah, it's not. For, it's an R-rated movie. Yeah. Uh, an unrated movie in this case. So, um, unrated doesn't mean it's for kids. <laughs> unrated means that's it's, what, that's it's beyond rated. <laughs> so, if you want to uh, enter any contest this week, you can go to aschoolie.com and we've got some new contests up there. Next week's uh, DVD review will be surrogate surrogates mm-hmm. surrogates on Blu-ray. I was going to say. Is English your second language? Yes, Chinese <laughs> is my first. I mean, is American your second language? So yes, surrogate, surrogates, surrogates, <laughs> surrogates. I'll say it in English: surrogates. All right. Um, so movie recommendations for this week, based on Jennifer's body, I went with my first one being a almost unknown film that most people wouldn't have ever heard of or seen, and it's called Near Dark, and it's. From the early 90s, and it's a vampire movie about vampires in a black van. Now you'll see the... I mean, kind of okay, where... Yeah, I, yeah. They travel in this black van. They're standard vampires that can't be in the daylight, and they're traveling across the desert. So, imagine that. Okay. I think... The desert has a lot of sun. It's very bright. <laughs> they're in a black... You, okay. You get, you know, and hilarious. And are you recommending this because it's good? Yeah, it's actually very, okay. very good. And hilarity ensues. No, but not really. Okay. Because it isn't funny. I don't want funny vampires. No, it's not funny at all. I was just being, <laughs> I was being funny. Uh, and the second movie I wanted to say was The Virgin Suicides, which I was trying to think of a movie about... Teen angst. Teen, teen angst, yeah, exactly. And that one really fits. It actually fits with the vibe of this movie. You know, I just thought of another one. Wait. On top, okay, I'll give you mine first. Mine are Heathers, which I think a lot of people also from the 80s will uh, totally identify with, about the uncool girl versus the cool girls, yep. or the mean girls. It's kind of like Mean Girls came from that movie to me almost, which probably came from another movie and another movie all the way I back. I just thought to, of another one. I think, and then my other one is, hold on, hold that thought, see if we're thinking together. Now, the next one isn't a great movie. I don't remember how bad or good it was. I don't remember it being great. I need to see it again. But it does involve cannibalism, and it's called Ravenous from 1999 with Begbie from Lockstock, not Lockstock, from uh, Robert Trains, Yeah, Robert Carlyle from Chainspotting. And it's about, got cannibalism in it, so I found that sort of, and I don't know why it popped into my and mind. And Guy Pierce. But my other one, yeah, Guy Pierce. And my other one is that it just occurred to me, Donnie Darko. That was the one I was thinking of. <laughs> That just we're, has that vibe. I mean, Donnie Darko's a totally different movie than this. Yeah, totally. Let, let, let it be said, but... But that sort of like... It has that vibe to it. Dark, angsty... Um, the same similar type of music, similar type of atmosphere and tone. Apart from Donnie Darko's way more fucked up than this movie. Yeah, and the um, the thing about like... the Okay, this is what, okay, this is what occurred to me when I was watching this movie. When you're a teenager, and the director lady even said it after the fact, and I even thought it while I was watching it. When you're a teenager, we're talking 13 to 19, right? Hopefully, your whole life of every experience is ahead of you. Not just in those years, but I mean, those are the years beginning you off, like shooting you off. like. And in those years, you're fucked up. Your mm-hmm. mind is like... Cannot focus. You cannot concentrate. I know some kids focus and they get perfect grades and all that kind of stuff. I still think they're suppressing this crazy inside biological crazy shit that's going on, right? And you're like on fire all the time. Everything is a big deal. Everything is important. And these movies, like Donnie Darko and Heather's, it like it takes that the darkness we all kind of have in those years and 
spits it out there in these sort of like right what you might fantasize to do when you're that age and the world seems against you and your parents suck and you feel fat and ugly and the whole, you know other teenagers are dickheads and you just feel like ah but it's biological I think and I feel like that I kind of got that vibe from this movie like those years are hard yeah it's like how do we even survive how do we keep you know, and then we grow up into our 20s, 30s, 40s, and then you become, like, the grown-ups of the world, and I don't know, that just occurred to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's the recommendation. It's funny that I was thinking yeah, Andy yeah. Dark, and so was you. That's because we're married. Correct. So, um, games and Ace Scully stuff for this week, before we uh, leave, uh, before we finish for the night. Um, I've been playing a game called, which was totally not on my radar this week, called Darksiders. Which is an Xbox 360 PS3 game, but I played it on the 360. It's actually a very, very good game that I had absolutely no a week before this. I had no idea. I didn't know it existed. Apparently, it's been in development for three years. What it actually is, and this is the way I would put it, it's like God of War, Legend of Zelda had a baby. And it's Dark, Darksiders is the uh, result. Interesting. So it's an action game where you you know you play War, who is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. There's been this weird, it's almost like a clerical mix-up in hell. That, like, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse get split up. A, a, an apocalypse happens on Earth, modern-day Earth. Now, the whole place gets destructed. Now war gets put down on Earth and he has to unravel this mystery of why this wasn't supposed to happen and why he's there. And that's what you're unveiling as you go through. Now, that sounds interesting and it turns out that it's not as quite as interesting as that because it turns out to be like a standard... Yeah, very, go through a to dungeon. me, I'll tell you what I watched. When you were playing it, it looked to me... It looked good, but the play itself... Just remind me of like cheap Superman and Batman movies games that you've played. Well, the play is actually you jump around. Actually, good and you puzzles. Beat up on stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of puzzles. It's like Zelda in a way because it even you get an object at a certain point in the adventure that is literally a Zelda object that you need to solve mm. puzzles with, and that's where I kept thinking to myself, "This is kind of like Zelda. I, I kind of like this. I like the here's a dungeon." You've got to get from one end of it to the other. There's puzzles and traps in the way. Make your way to the other. Make your way to the goal, which would be like the treasure or the boss. But you've got to work your way there and figure out where to go. And then there's, there's some rudimentary puzzles, pushing blocks. And but I hear a bit of hesitation in your voice about your your enthusiasm. Well, let me just say, like I played the first, say eight hours, which was the first to the end of the first dungeon, and. Um, I, fi- I finished the boss, which was ridiculously hard, which was actually quite refreshing because they're not usually as hard as that, and it took me quite some time. It took me four hours to beat it. Holy crap! So I beat it, right? And then after that point, I was like, well, I don't know how far I am into the game. But then it makes it very clear that that was part one of four. There's three more left. <clears throat> so I thought, interesting. Now, then it kind of started doing the cliched you've just done the fire level here's the ice level mm. so everything's now icy and now you're gonna do the same thing literally right. but when you get to the dungeon it's obviously slightly different but 
the for second an time around, gamer. I felt like it was doing for an old time gamer like you. You yeah. can pick up on okay, we've taken the first one, let's copy and paste and plunk it on the second part and change a few things and then copy yeah. that and paste it. Similar, really similar. Like you feel almost like deja vu sometimes. But if you love that, yeah, then you're gonna love it. I think the game's like actually exceptional, especially for one of the first releases of the year that no, I, nobody had really heard of. I didn't expect much because I usually plug these kind of games in and play for ten minutes and go. Uh, I don't like this game. It doesn't control well. Or, but this actually controls well. The story's really interesting, and it kicks off with a bang. I mean, it's the end of the Earth. Yeah, right? I really beginning. loved the beginning. The only problem was the scale kind of changed. Cause Which is common. Because when landed on the Earth, he was bigger than a building. Bigger than bunches of skyscrapers. And then when you're playing, he's like the size of a dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I don't get it. To that. me, that turned me off right away. Well, the thing is, I though, want him to be massive. When war drops to Earth at the beginning... And then, before you don't get, you're not playing him, and he's huge. And then when you do, he gets all his powers stripped from him. Everything stripped. Oh, from him. okay, I get it. So I'm, I'm thinking you're leading up to where he's as powerful he was at the beginning, at I the get end of saying. the game. Yeah, I'm not there yet. So, so I think that might be the excuse like, for that. Like um, this one. What's this? <laughs> Rubik's cube. No, <laughs> it's a ball. It's a ball. Catamaran. Yes. <laughs> You got it. Like Katamari, where you roll around, roll around, and you become bigger than the whole world. So, I love that game. I'm feeling the end of, like, the end you might... I mean, you're starting... It's another Zelda thing. You're starting to get his powers back as you progress. Like, oh, here's his thing, and now he can turn into this, which he could at the beginning, but, like, hmm. you found it. So he's finding his stuff. And the he has, like, a henchman who's actually a bad guy. When you're sent to do the task by one of the leaders, he says... We don't want you double-crossing us, so we're going to put this guy inside you, like this spirit, who will make sure, he's called the Watcher, will make sure that we're watching you, and if you try and double-cross us, he will sort you out. And the Watcher is this weird demon that kind of comes out of you every so often and starts telling you stuff, like, he'll, you know, that's naughty, you don't go that way. or And that's voiced by Mark Hamill, and he's really in full-on Mark Hamill, the the Joker mode, you know? Mm. Like, because he did the uh, mm-hmm. voice of the Joker in the cartoon, the voice of the Joker in the game. But he's a good voice Batman. actor. He's, fa- I think, I think, finally. I mean, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> After that one movie that he did? Luke Skywalker found his niche. <laughs> you know? I, I think Luke Skywalker found his niche a long time ago. And but he's I think just he's other struggling niche. to find something yeah. else. I think he's found it, and it's voice acting in, in video games. Because, you know, he. He's outstanding. And imagine this. He walks into the studio, right? And they're all going to record him. A bunch of 20-something punks making this game. And yeah. they're like, holy shit, that's Mark, like Luke Skywalker. Mark it's Luke Skywalker. It's not Mark Hamill. It's no. Luke Skywalker. So I played Darksiders. I highly recommend it. Even though it might be... A, it's a little bit derivative. Uh, who do you recommend it to, though? Because some Anybody who like likes them. adventure games, like Zelda. I mean, specifically like Zelda. It's like these developers went, we love Zelda. Why can't... Nobody really makes a game like Zelda. So... We'll do one with a twist. Is it like Mario 2 in a way where you levels no. and stuff? No. See, I don't play enough of those games. Not really. Um, it's, it's, there's a bit of platforming, but hardly any. It's really basic. And it's like jumping on a wall and climbing across. Right, right. It's not really. Um, but it's like they decided to make like an adult version of Zelda. Because Zelda's pretty vanilla and suitable for kids. Whereas this story is pretty... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a bit more intense than that. Uh, so I'd recommend it, Darksiders. Um, and the other game I played on the PS3, this is interesting. 
because we just got a second PS3. For we got two PS3s now, but um, I've started playing on the PS3 a little bit more because it's more convenient upstairs. Um, Best Buy had a sale on PS3 games, and there's a game I've always wanted to play called Motorstorm Pacific Rift, which is the second in the Motorstorm series. I'd already bought the first one. But when it came out and it was $60, I was always like, that's a lot for a racing game. I'll wait for it to come down in price. Well, Best Buy had it for $10. Hmm. So I picked it up for $10. Every game should be $10. It's actually quite nice when you I'd not... buy more games if they were $10. Yeah, $10 so losing, seems fair. They're losing my money. I'd buy more than six games. Therefore, they would make their money. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and not just this game in Best Buy and these, this sale they've got on. There's a couple of sales going. Amazon have got one too. But if you look at some of the older PS3 games, there's a lot for ten to twenty dollars, um, and it's actually a good price for a PS3 game. Yeah, you know, a totally. full game. So this is Motorstorm. It's another racing game. It's actually a very good racing game, um, and for ten dollars, it's way better than the sequel. And the sequel, uh, I mean, the original costs more than this one in uh, Best Buy. Right. The original was thirty nine ninety nine, and this one was ten dollars. Now I don't know if that means this didn't sell. Hmm. Or they just ordered too many. But anyway, it's uh, Motorstorm Pacific Rift. It's on the PS3, and it's actually really good. Uh, I've been playing Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, really? Say that, say that <laughs> we can just leave that on the list permanently. Now, I already mentioned the Gcast thing, so okay. if you expect some... If the podcast gets disrupted this week, let that's just know. me messing with it. Or let you know yeah, as well, well because... Because you might not know. If it doesn't work properly, you need to know. Yeah, if you can't it, get it downloaded. If you can't download it in some way, whatever you use, always email me. But this one would be the one they're having problems with, which means they won't be listening to this, which means they will have no idea what to say or what to do. Well, maybe they got it after three attempts or, you know, like yeah, it, yeah. maybe it was hard, hard to download. Uh, the last thing I've got is um, this week. Now, this is an oldish game that we've both played called Crayon Physics. Do you remember? Yes, I loved it. Yeah, well... Crayon Physics Deluxe, it's actually called. Um, came out about a year ago. It's an independent game. It's an interesting game. It's kind of like Scribble Notes on the I beat DS. It. I beat it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, now, I didn't own a copy of... I played the demo of um, Crayon Physics. Now, this week is the year anniversary of Crayon Physics. So the developer, who's an indie guy, said... You can come and buy Crayon Physics if you don't already own it on my site. And this still applies, so you can do this right now, crayonphysics.com. For any price you want. Like, any price you want, just come and buy a copy. Right. Anything you want. So I went and bought a copy. How much did you give him? One dollar. Oh, you cheapskate. Tightwad. Tight ass. <laughs> I, I was... Well, I actually got this... I'll give him inf- ten bucks. I'll I, buy a version. I got this information from... NeoGAF and the whole thread was like I paid by PayPal one one penny you know you get it for one penny I mean it doesn't matter yeah but matter. that's being a dickhead come on well I didn't give a penny I'm I not a saying dollar. okay a dollar is still the no guys- no because iPhone apps right oh this for instance yeah true true crayon physics on the iPhone because it is available on the iPhone is two dollars okay so the PC version was twenty four ninety nine at first I don't agree that's the right price for it I agree. I'll give a uh, dollar or two dollars for a game like that. Um, it's fun. Plus, now what's really good is like once you buy it like this and you get a full version and it's instant. I paid by PayPal and I got the code and I downloaded it, and then you get a proper login. You can download user-created levels, which there's thousands of people Ooh. have recreated, like Mario and stuff. You know, in Crayon Physics, um, 
you can use the leaderboards. So you log into the game with your username and it it keeps your scores and everything. Right. So it's a lot better than the demo version. So yeah, I just wanted to advertise it. I think it's a really good game. It's for the PC. Works really well on my netbook, interestingly enough. Nice. Um, it won't work on my laptop hardly at all. Pro- no, but on the all. netbook it works perfect. You can just play it perfectly. Um, it's uh, crayonphysics.com. Just wait to... Uh, I'll and, go there. And pay, pay what you want. But yeah, don't pay 10 cents. Yeah. Pay a dollar and above, I would say. If you yeah. think it's worth $20, pay $20, you know. Because if a thousand people do that, I mean, yeah. that doesn't, doesn't sound like much money. But I mean, being, paying a penny, you're just a tit. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. You're, ugh, you're making an effort, I suppose. But Actually, you're paying more. How do you pay that with PayPal? You can pay any amount with I PayPal. Know, but you get a fee. That's what I'm fee. saying is if you pay a penny to him with PayPal and he has to pay a fee, he would end up paying to get the penny. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So you would be getting... I think you have to give, like, 35 cents and above to negotiate the fee, like, whatever that fee is, like a... So they're just jerks. They don't care. Yeah, jerk-offs. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now you've got me something else to complain about in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, those are the same jerks. Uh, well, you know, I've them. bought my copy. If you want to buy a copy, I will. you should go... Oh, more. I definitely will yeah. get another... Is there... You're saying with this version, I can get more? Yeah, all... Okay. All the levels. And tonight, what's the question? What do you always ask me? What's for dinner? What uh, would you like? Vegetable curry? Yes. That's what we're having. Okay. Vegetable curry. Some no, I don't beans, want vegetable curry. Some beans and some sauce. What happens if I don't want that? I don't uh, want You can have the beans and sauce. Okay. You can have some vanilla cookies I'm going to bake, which you didn't like last night. But they are from, and I'll go ahead and skip to this subject, a place called Immaculate Bakery Company. They make, Dot com. Yeah. Immaculate Bakery uh, look up Immaculate Bakery Duck Company. It's not a Catholic thing, I don't think. Not from my what I've looked into. But they, you mean they're not God cookies? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. But they're good. I liked them. You weren't that keen, but uh, I think our I oven's too hot. I think they were a bit hot. too dry or something. Our oven's too hot, so I just need to you know, kind of account for that. But um, they're really good. You get them in... I get them in like, their organic stuff, flour and sugar in them, so... They're in the organic grocery section, and they're in like these little circular pod things. You just plunk them down. I ate one of the circular yeah. pods. I, I ate the whole thing. I know. It was actually better than the cookie. Oh, give it up. You know, the raw dough. <laughs> tasted really good. Tasted like cookie dough about ice you cream. Don't, I thought you liked crunchy. Oh, that a cooked cookie with ice cream. Oh, I should have got some ice cream, but I didn't. Soy ice Actually, cream. interestingly enough, that, that ice cream that we have had. The, the temptation soy stuff? One, yeah. It's really good. It's very good, and I was totally shocked. It's like... It's, it's like ice cream. It's really sweet, and it's very vanilla. And it's creamy-ish. Yeah. It's not 100% creamy like heavy cream. It's more cream. like an ice. Like uh, a, it's no, I don't think so. It's just I mean, not it, as it has the consistency of it is very different to ice cream. Yeah, but it tastes really vanilla. It does taste good. But anyway, that's off the cookie subject. So if you look up Immaculate Bakery cookies, very convenient. You can order them online, but I don't know how they do that refri- with refrigerated goods. Then another topic will be that this last week I made for the first time in twenty years a brown paper book cover for my Veganomicon cookbook that you bought you. me. And I have it in the kitchen all the time, so I don't want to get stuff on it because the counter might have onion juice or something, and I don't want to mess it up. So I'm like, what can I do? And my nephew was here, and it was before I took him to school one day. He's a he's in 13th. He's he's in 13th. He's in the 7th grade. And I'm like, do you guys cover your books? And he's like, no. And I thought, how could you not cover your books? That's what we Every year when you got your books for school in junior high and high school, back in the 80s, that's the first thing you did was get brown paper bags. And, in fact, the teacher would have a big stack of brown paper bags that either she brought or the teachers gave her. 
or that parents had donated or whatever, and they had the bottoms all cut off, so they had these big sheets of brown paper bags from all different stores and whatnot, and God knows what was on them. It could have been, you know, out of the bottom of somebody's birdcage. I don't know, but they were relatively clean. And you had to, you know, there was there's a way to do it, and I had forgotten, right? So I looked up, and there's actually a link somebody has made on, I think it was on about.com, like a little picture-by-picture picture how you fold it and everything. And as soon as I saw the first picture and how you... Fold up the bottom half to, you know, be even with the bottom of the book. And then you fold down the top half to be... I was like, I was there. Instantly, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. And it's fantastic. I wrote on there, class of 86, like I did back in the day. Because that's what you did. And I wrote my little Paul and Cindy in a heart. Because I never had a boyfriend in school, ever. And I could never write that about anybody, ever. So that's the first time I've ever been able to do that. Which is very sweet and romantic. And now I can scribble all over it and put stickers all over it. I'm right back in junior high and high school. It's awesome. So I highly recommend it. If you get a hardback book that you don't want to mess up, just for fun, get a brown paper bag, look it up on about.com, or just do... I did um, brown paper back book cover, and there was a link to the little tutorial, and it's awesome. I love it. And talking about covering books... Oh, yeah, yeah. I (laughs) am... That's a different kind of book. I covered my... I I got a netbook for Christmas from you, uh, a Asus EEPC 105HA very nice which is exactly what it is um and it's it's in that really cool automobile finish uh, they call it automotive paint finish which as we all know for some reason electronics manufacturers make everything really shiny nowadays and you touch it and it looks like shit right so correct i i'm actually i couldn't be asked cleaning it all the time so i got this uh, this is from a company called hard candy um it's a what you call it a cover, like a shell. It's a hard, yeah, a hard, plastic hard plastic shell, shell. that covers the whole uh, netbook and keeps it protect, not only protected, but clean. free of fingerprints. And I mean, you happen this to get, even though they have tons of designs and colored prints, you got a clear one that's got kind of like a golf ball texture. Yeah, to it's it. like a they call it the fashion one because um, you wanted to see the color of your netbook through it. Yeah. And now you've got like a clear, bumpy looking. And it is protective. It, to me, it makes it look much more bulky, but you don't care. So. It's like it's encased in ice, if you can imagine that. Because it's, it's like. Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah, like the whole thing is. Uh, and it, you know, it protects everywhere and it's and it has every little vent cut out so you don't, you know, don't end up. And all the ports are. What was the name of that company again? Hard Candy. They're called Hard. They go Hard Candy. And they have this, like, kind of 50s aesthetic. With their mm-hmm. uh, logo and stuff. And the packaging that it comes in is like... And it was efficient. You ordered it. You paid for it. You got it in a few days. Yeah. No, no problems. Um, and it fits the netbook perfectly. And now I'm not afraid to pick it up with my... So case. let me get this straight. <clears throat> I have uh, what would probably be about a $25 book. I covered with a brown paper bag. Yeah. You have a $300 <laughs> laptop that you covered with a, what, $30 plastic cover. Yeah, I think it was... <laughs> I think our books are in a whole different uh, decades or centuries. I actually centuries, think maybe. the case was thirty four ninety nine, but it's um like a... It's not like a sticker, which no, is no. what I'm originally going to get. It's a shell. It's a like proper shell. You snap shell. it on, and then you can snap it on. And for me, I, I am kind of precious about my electronics. Really? No, what I mean is, I don't like fingerprints on shit. You know, I hate, like... My yeah. wrist rests on my keyboard. If it gets marks on it, I clean it. You know, I, I'm always cleaning my monitors. 
And that really helps because that kind of finish. I'm, but what I'm, did I see you just doing? You were obsessing over some little mark, and you're like rubbing even, clear plastic. Yeah, like, but Ugh. I'll even wipe that. But not as, you don't see the fingerprints as much as what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like the PSP, it's horrible. You pick it up, it's full of crap. But you've you got it covered wipe. with the clear plastic thing. I too. have to, yeah. So it's a kind of a trait for me. Do I? Is something you can cover me in a big plastic shell? Yes. So that's a hard. I'm not always very it's clean. either hardcandy.com or hardcandycases.com. I'll put a link in the uh, underneath the podcast. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's yeah. Uh, and immaculate cookies will be on there too. Yeah. <laughs> and what else have I got? Drawing catch up. I promised myself I would draw every single day of this year. This week I worked. I went to work for my three days of work. I put myself in an area. I'm the supervisor. The where I thought I would have time to sit down and scribble out something, and I did not. So I just want to say, if you have a New Year's resolution that you're not 100% keeping up with, just because you don't do it that first day and you miss out two or three days in a row, don't then go, ah, fuck it. I'm just not even going to do it. Just get back on track. Catch up if you can, whatever it is. If it's exercising or eating better or drawing every day or writing every day if you're a writer or I'm going to listen to this, my audiobooks, whatever it is, just go backwards and kind of, you know, catch up. If you can and l- keep going, it's not like it's not like some thing where you miss two days and you just throw it away until the next year. I don't think. No. Do you have any New Year's resolutions that you've? No, I don't to- actually, because last year I fulfilled my resolution, yeah, which too. was to uh, lose a lot of weight. This year I'm just going to try and keep up with that. Mine wasn't to lose the weight. I lost forty pounds in that course of that whole year, but not eating the meat and not my number number one was not drinking soda, and for the I entire year of two thousand nine. I did not do that. I don't even think I need to have one this year because I've done so many over the last... <laughs> I've given up uh, most things. and I think one of them should be to have sex with your wife every day. Every day. No. Maybe more than once. Husbands don't keep up with that one, do they? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there are many wives listening. They're going, no, they don't. <laughs> so, um, that and then this week also have... This kind of is a bigger pro- thing at work. There was a one piece of important paper that I misplaced in the process of focusing my attention on something else. It's like the equivalent of you're busy doing ten things, you lay your keys down, and then when you're trying to remember that exact moment, it's like blank in your mind. Like completely. You can remember picking up the cup of coffee right before, and you can remember uh, reading your email two minutes later, but that minute where you laid down your keys... It's like erased from your brain or it doesn't register with you at all. That's why you lose your keys or you forget where they are. So I did this with one piece of paper this week at work, an important piece of paper. And at first I was like, holy crap, I've got to find it because it will escalate into a huge issue with uh, procedures and security and all this kind of stuff, right? So I looked and I looked. I went to work on my night off for three hours, right, <laughs> and dug through. Uh, the blue recycle bins, you know, that you have your trash in and recycle bin, like big, the big kinds, like a dumpster, but outside your house. Yeah, like a... I went through five of those, piece by piece by piece by piece, like, put on my headphones, turned on my podcast, and decided, that's it, I'm just committing, I'm here, whatever, I don't have any other responsibilities but looking for this piece of paper. So I looked, shaking out, shaking through paper, whatever. It wasn't gross or anything, because it's just paper. Get it all done, and then I look under every machine and everywhere, and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm actually over the panic. I'm not worried about it anymore. Whatever the consequences are, I will deal with them. You know, I was like, whatever. I've done my duty. I've looked. 
Today, what did we get? A voicemail from a guy at work, because we have a 24-hour operation. Calls, leaves a message. Hey, just wanted you to know, I found that piece of paper you were looking for. Just thought you liked that. I was like, holy shit. So I call him to thank him. And he's like, yeah, it looks like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I found it. And I was like, I don't even care that I went. And he found it in a bin that I had looked in, but that bin was full from another bin that I had taken from top to bottom. Right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had an empty bin. And I started picking one piece of paper out of the other. It was completely full. We're talking hundreds of pounds. So I'm pulling out a piece of paper, throwing it over. So the bin he ended up looking in was one that I'd gone through. But somehow, when I got to the bottom and was putting the stuff in the top, it was stuck to something or folded in something. And I didn't shake it enough. Whatever reason, I didn't see it. And that's fine with me. I don't, you know, it's like, and the funny thing is, it's a guy who, in the past, for the whole 10 years of work there, we've had sort of a, sort of a, everyone thinks there's like this, uh, what do you say, like, uh, we're like oil and water. We don't really mix very well. But for him to find it, and no, not wanting me to get in any kind of flack or any kind of like, you know. And I said, no, you owe him one, big time. Yeah. Because he got you out of the shit. <laughs> you owe him like what, a blowjob? What are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, uh, I'll give him another piece of paper. That'll be... I'll say, you screw up sometime. I'll fix it. We'll be even. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're at your job, you've made something go wrong, and you know it's going to be an issue. It's in my life. That's not life-threatening or anything where I work. It's just one of those rules, regulations, bureaucracy things. Just do what you can to fix it. Don't get an ulcer over it. Don't stress about it. Just think of it as, to me, it was like a good experience because I learned a lot going through those bins about how much we, what kinds of things we discard and how much of things we discard. And I was like, this is very telling, actually. So I learned Are they recycling bins? Some more recycling, some are shred because we have a lot of secure documents that can't leave the room. And, uh. So I went through, you know, went through all of that piece by piece by piece. So if you have those issues at work and you think you've so screwed up so bad that you're going to get fired or anything, and I never thought that, but some people take their minds there right, and give themselves, like, upset, do what you can, and then let it go. Because you know what? In this big world, there's a whole lot worse things going on than you fucking up at work, unless your work happens to be, like, brain surgery or an EMT oh, yeah. or a soldier or something like that where lives are at stake. But if you're in an office and you lose Don't be something. all laid back and shit if you're a brain surgeon. No, 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 no. Just don't be laid back if you screw up at work. I'm not saying that. I'm saying do what you can to fix the problem that you caused. If you cannot resolve it and you've done your best, then you face the consequences and you say, I'll chalk it up to experience and that's it. Don't try to hide it. Don't. Pre- and the first thing I did was told the next people who came in, Holy crap, I can't find this piece of paper. And then the this, the searching began, you know, and everybody chipped in and whatnot. And I think that some people take that stuff so seriously that even if other people look at what you've done, because we have that at work, you know, every office does. You, you hear stories from other shifts or from other offices and somebody has screwed up real bad right. and something bad came of it. And everybody's mind, every one of us, even me, thinks, wow. I'm glad that was them and not me, right. right? So I figure that's karma. This time I did it. And I was the one that everybody could have been going, oh, wow. I'm really glad that wasn't me. And then life goes on. It does. You, you know, even if it wasn't discovered and I would have had to have some kind of like sit down and 
Okay, now, can you explain to us exactly what happened? I said, like, the two guys in an office space who <laughs> yes. come to interview. Yeah, and I'd be like, I'd lean back in my chair and go, well, you know what, guys? It's just a piece of paper. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get fired. <laughs> yeah, for being, like, too, uh... I actually got, not in trouble, but someone from one department mentioned to my manager how, on a conversation, I seemed to not take the situation serious enough for him something that was going on with his little section of something. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, cry for you? Or be like, oh my god, oh my god, that's... Oh, oh, And like, get all bunched up in your stomach and feel all shitty. It's like, either we will resolve this issue, or we will not. Right. There's nothing else to it. And so I don't have the corporate stressful mentality. I will think about things. I process them for long periods of time. I will... I don't know if it's worrying... Or I'm bracing myself for consequences if something does go wrong. I'm just working through my mind all of the different scenarios. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's the least thing that can happen? Can I cope with any of it? Yes. There's, you know what I mean? And then you move on. And then that's it. You let it go. Like, And I just think a lot of people, even in my job and in my people I know, they don't, they're not able to like get over that hump of... Okay, you know what? There's a war going on in the world. There are people dying in the world. There's someone being murdered in the world right now. There's someone who's been raped. Children are abused. Old people are being treated like shit. Somebody's dying of cancer. There are bad things in the world. Worse. Way worse than whatever little mistake you might have made at your job. Like I said, unless you have lives at stake. So, lighten up. And uh, finally, on the last (laughs) note, uh, Celebrity Big Brother started in, in England this week. And I just want to say um, my favorite, Stephanie Beecham <laughs> or Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, it's celebrity it's, big brother. It's been emotional. If anyone yeah. doesn't know who Vinnie Jones is. Yeah, Vinnie Lock, Jones from Lockstock Smoking and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, and Stephanie Beecham from Dynasty. Yeah, one of those two I would like to win. And I'm going to say, is that your state classy thing? No. Oh. So uh, I want to remind you about the websites. Uh, well, I want to remind you, thank you for listening first. Yes. And then uh, uh, thank you for listening and thank you for letting us get to 104. No kidding. Do you think even if no one listened, we would keep doing it? No. Not if nobody listened. Really? I would do it. Just for... No? Because it's like a conversation with you. It's like therapeutical. Except, yeah, we're talking to is each that, other. Is that the right word? Therapeutical. Because I don't think we'd have these conversations if we weren't recording No, we would. We always talk after movies. We did, and that's what inspired it. That's why we said after the show. <laughs> So, I want to remind you about our websites, acecully.com, sidtalk.com, you probably know this by now, but we're both on Twitter, acecully and sidtalk respectively, we're on Facebook, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, we're on everything that you could possibly imagine under the sun. I'm on Etsy, E-T-S-Y. YouTube. Uh, There are so many reviews on YouTube. This podcast you can get on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, all the RSS feed, which as I said earlier... Is kind of going through a bit of a change, but it shouldn't affect you in any way. And if it does, email me at acecully.com. Email me about any errors you have or anything that's weird. Or email me just feedback. Don't email Sid Talk. Um, and I want to say, uh, stay classy. And I really enjoyed Jennifer's body. <laughs> that one wasn't very good, but I can live with it. For 104, I thought you'd pull something out of your ass there. Something good. Uh, Jennifer's body. <laughs> I enjoy Jennifer's body and her ass. Okay. Oh my god. Just said, what can I say about that? 
All I can say is think for yourself, everybody. Honestly, think for yourself. Don't do what we tell you. Don't watch what we tell you to watch unless you really want to. And uh, because if you don't think for yourself, someone else will very easily come along and do it for you. <laughs>